0: I'm Lindsay Hine, one of your hosts, I'm married to Glenn, the mom of four boys, and I also host the podcast, I'll Have Another, with Lindsay Hine. I'm Kristen Strewer. I'm wife to George, mom to Gabe,
1: and in my day job, I am running global health programs for Special Olympics International, working to increase access
2: to health for people with intellectual disabilities. I'm Sarah Holsapple and I am the wife to Casey. I'm the mom to three kids, Henry, Ellis, and George. Not Kristen's husband, George. <laughs> I am, in my professional life, a business owner. I run a public relations firm um, and am a former television reporter.
3: I'm Emily Reddington. I'm married to Aaron. I'm the mom of three boys. I'm an on-again, off-again NICU nurse and a
0: stay-at-home mom. The idea of this podcast was born out of conversations we have at our monthly Supper Club, and we're so excited to bring it to you. Emily Reddington, you are the woman who created this Supper Club, so can you kind of share how it started?
3: I think I'd heard about what a Supper Club was, and I knew that was something that I wanted in my life. I knew I wanted to cook and to be with people I cared about often. And there were some people in my life that I wanted to get to know better, but they weren't all in the same circle. So I just decided to ask them all and see if they would
2: join me. So you you literally handpicked your friends. I did, (laughs) is what you're saying. Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that the way it
2: works? (laughs) I I guess it kind of does. Right, you don't pick your family, you pick your friends. Yeah, that is true. I think that is the old adage.
0: But now we're like family, because I really feel like if there was ever anything I needed – this is my peop- these are my people. This is who I call if I need anything or hopefully they would call me if they needed anything. For sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think la- last week when I went to pick up my car from the shop and I came after they would closed after work and I couldn't pick up Gabe from his daycare and texted this group and Linda's like, I live right here.
0: I can go grab him for you. So it's, it is like family in that way. So at Supper Club, we meet monthly, and we rotate houses, and all of us women get to talking about podcasts we love. We're all pretty big podcast fans, and we had the idea that we could do this thing ourselves because there were so many people that we found interesting that we wanted to interview and bring their stories to the world, and so we thought, why not? Let's just do it.
3: And that was you, Lindsay. (laughs) So maybe the Supper Club was me, but the podcast was you. So we have you to thank for that.
0: I was just so excited when Emily texted me that she wanted to put this group together because I always wanted this intimate group of people to have a regular get-together with. And instead of it actually happening, I would just kind of come up with random people here and there. And Not that there were misfits at my table, but like it was never the same group. And I feel like... Though it's good to have different groups of people at your table as well, there's something really special about having that same reoccurring group because you get to know each other on such a deeper level. And we've done that over the past, what, three years almost? Yeah, that's crazy. Three
2: years. That's crazy. Yeah. First of all, I like the word that – I like that you just said misfits. (laughs) I haven't haven't heard that word in a while. I'm going to use that three times tomorrow.
0: Well, and I would be saying, like, you're a misfit, Sarah, if, like, you were at my dinner table with, like – a random couple I knew from college and a random couple I knew from yeah. work now. And right. like you guys weren't part of the same circle. So that's, I, well, I made it in an endearing way in <laughs> the most endearing way possible. Yeah. I, I,
2: well, it's funny because I was just talking to Casey, my husband about this uh, recently. We were talking about how weekends go so fast and you start to plan, I mean, honestly, you start to plan out the year. And you do. You do. Well, I do because I'm I crazy do not. Because I'm type A. But, you know, even with Supper Club, when we start to plan out when we can get together, the weekends go really fast and we're all really busy people. And he and I have both talked about how it's t- it's important for us, at least, to be intentional and have more quality friends and conversations as opposed to quantity and I think our supper club is an example of that I mean we have decided that once a month we're going to get together and spend time with this group um, which means we only have three other weekends in the month to hang out with friends or maybe even one or two other weekends if we're also wanting to just be with our family you know so I think that we are all very intentional and at this stage in our lives that's unique I don't know that there are a lot of other people that that are as intentional with their time in that regard. Now, Lindsay, we've talked about this before, but you don't like the term
1: Supper Club. <laughs> T- tell us more.
0: I just feel like it's kind of a... I don't know. I could just see people rolling their eyes like, oh, there's Supper Club. Like, I don't know. I just don't... I don't love the terminology, and I think it's sort of bland, sort of vanilla. But we decided that uh, these episodes, we're going to have an episode once a month where the four of us come together and we discuss a topic, we did feel like it was important to have that conversation kind of have the same title. And basically, I was like majority ruled and they kicked me out and they were like, sorry, it doesn't matter. We're calling it a supper club. <laughs> well, I think it's mainly
2: because the group text is titled supper club and none of us are creative enough to come up with something else. So because of that, that <laughs> is what we've also called the podcast episodes
0: yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I don't love it, but I just I don't love it. I could here's what I think I could see myself making fun in a in a nice way of a group of people who are like, my supper club. you know what I mean?
3: <laughs> For sure, yeah, I kind of said, I don't really like the club part of it. Like there's not really nothing special about each like obviously they're special. like anybody can do this though, right? Like it's just people that have decided to commit to be together once a month which like you were saying is a special commitment but
2: anybody can do it right so anybody can but not very many people do and that's what I think is unique I mean it it is easy to say we're gonna let's let you know to see someone that you know and say let's get together I mean how many times do we do that like S- we see someone in the grocery oh, store. all the we time. We see sure. somebody at yeah. the mall. We got to get together. We got to get together. Yeah, I'll text you some dates. And then maybe you actually do follow up and text the dates. But then getting your calendars to actually align and making it happen. And I think when w- going back to my earlier point is I would rather not invest in so many people, cast the net so wide. I would rather... Invest in smaller groups at this stage of my life because the time is just so limited. And that's what I think we do in Separate Club. Let's give a little bit more gu- like background and guidelines on. So the Separate Club meets once a month ish, sometimes every six weeks, depending on our crazy schedules. One person hosts, one family hosts, that family is in charge of making the meal, and then everybody else brings
0: alcohol to share.
2: Right? Is that how you guys would sum it up?
3: Yeah. I yeah. Have, I, I have, have. an adi-
0: addition. And let's just mention first that. Some of us love to cook, like Emily, and she's very gifted at at it. I don't love to cook. I I like in a dream world, I think I love to cook, and I make all these things up in my head, like oh, when I have this kitchen, then I'll like to cook. But in reality, at when we host at the Hine House, my husband's do, probably doing seventy five percent of the cooking. But I want to touch on one thing that you were talking about, Sarah, because Sarah was kind of talking about just investing so deeply in these relationships and part of me in my mind is just like wait 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 hold on because I want to make sure I'm including everybody at my table so like there's two sides to this right there's two sides you I
3: I have that same desire I want everybody at my table all the time I want to serve everyone at my table all the time. I want to listen to everyone at my table all the time, but we don't have unlimited resources or time. It's just not the way life works. So I think you have to almost do both. Yeah. You, you invest in a group, but you also leave space for individuals and flexibility. So when you can, you make sure you leave space for, somebody you did run into the grocery store and that you want to invite them over. But the fact is life, you can't invest in every person all the time and no one can. Right. So I think it's pretty common that people say, I'd rather have two really close friends than 15 eh, check in, see what you're up to type friends, you know? So as much as we would love to be with everyone all the time, it's just not really, I don't think that's really the, ma- the way that we were made to f- function, honestly. I think we were made to be in close community with a handful of people and then love all those other people that we come in contact with as well with what we have to give, but it's not all, all the
0: time. No, I love that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I don't think that's being exclusive. I think that's being realistic with your time. I just think at this stage in the game, at least for me and for our family, we just know that um, there are just some conversations you're going to have in the mall when you say, hey, let's get together. And you may have every great intention to do it, but you just know it's not going to happen. And with this group, we know it's going to happen because we are intentional about it. We plan it. We make it happen. We really don't let other things get in the way. I mean, man, how far out does our doodle calendar that Emily so gratefully sends out all the time and we all forget to have you guys done it by the way I have filled it out and someone in this group hasn't Lindsay, Lindsay. I don't
3: I don't think Lindsay does fill them out yeah Lindsay, I think it's like given it on board that she's gonna be yeah I'm pretty available. much yeah <laughs> I yeah
0: I this is like to talk about what you're talking about here with the investing in these deep relationships. After we had our fourth baby, I really put a halt on a lot of commitments in my life because I just realized that, um, I don't like saying I'm a busy person and I know that I can eliminate that from my life by just saying no to things. And that's what I do right now because I have four kids who are Well, my oldest just turned seven, and my youngest is about to turn one. And um, I very intentionally, like, don't sign my kids up for very many activities, don't raise my hand to volunteer in the classroom right now. That's not to say in the future I don't want to be volunteering in the classroom, but right now I'm the mom with four kids that two of them are still in diapers, and I'm going to let the moms in the classroom who have two kids that are like five and seven, or four kids that are five, seven, nine, and 12, you know. I'm going to let them do that. So I think that's why I'm available a lot right now. I've just decided that for our life to feel not chaotic, that's what we need to do.
2: Yeah, and, but, and that's, but that's something doing, going back to how this group is on text messages a lot or talking a lot. I mean, you have r- just, I recently just had a baby. I have a two-month-old, and you have several times said to me, hey, just remember, it's okay to just say no, or it's okay to skip the six-year-old soccer practice yeah. <laughs> because the two-month-old just needs to be home. Yeah. And I, as somebody who wants to make sure that I'm doing it all, because sometimes I put that pressure on myself, I need to hear that. And if we, coming back full circle, if we weren't all spending this much time together and investing in that relationship, you might not feel the freedom to say that to me.
0: That's true, and you might feel offended if I, of me yeah. saying that because you didn't know me that well. Like, you didn't know me well enough to know that that's, that's how Lindsay is, and she's just, you know, giving her advice.
3: Kristen, I think you guys do a really good job of investing in your neighbors as well as our supper club. I feel like you still have deep relationships with the people that live around you and our supper club. So you do a great job of balancing it. Bravo. Nice. Yes, I think we got really lucky in
1: our with our neighbors. We have... A really great group of neighbors that live next door to us and behind us in fact george's best friend from college lives in the house behind us um, and then we've gotten to know the neighbors across the street from us but in in particular the neighbors next door to us were very close to and we had done a renovation on our house so we had to rebuild the fence around our house and their house and we created a little gate between the two backyards which is is really fun um, so Gabe can run back and forth between the two yards and they have a little baby pool there for him. So we're pretty lucky that we have that community around us.
2: So essentially you have free babysitting next to you, which is really why they're only, they're your friends <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> just yeah. call it, I'm just yes. going to call a spade yes. a spade. <laughs> say it like it is. I, one other thing I was going to say that I think is unique about our group, um, is that Lindsay and Kristen and me, Sarah, are not from Indianapolis. Um, Emily is, but I think that when you, don't, I I think that most of your viewer, listeners viewers, we're not on TV, we're not. We're on we a podcast. can put it on
0: YouTube. Um, we all look I super hope not, cute. Right <laughs> now. I don't have any makeup on. <laughs> Take a uh, picture.
2: But I think that um, not being from here, it's harder to make friends as an adult, don't you think? It's harder to make friends as an adult. Um, yeah. And and especially when you're not from the city, and so I think that is kind of cool about our our supper club. I know you don't like the word, but um, <laughs> that we are all, uh, while we have similar backgrounds, we're all um, not Indy natives, and, and that is unique.
0: Yeah, so I'm from Bloomington, Indiana. I am from
1: Arlington, Virginia, just outside D.C. I'm from Dayton, Ohio. I'm from Indy.
0: Like <laughs> I said, yeah,
2: one of us is from Indy.
0: Well, three of us did go to IU. That's
2: true. Now yeah. you're talking about but all But we weren't friends
0: in, in college. No, no. Um, Actually... Emily and I met – I was hosting a stroller group meetup at Athletic Annex here in Indy. And Emily, I remember remember the first time we met, Mm -hmm. you walked in and you asked if you could use the bathroom at the Athletic Annex store. Like one of your kids had to go to the bathroom or something. I don't even remember if we were having group that day. You showed up like one time, and then you never really came back to the group, but we remained friends. Mm -hmm. You messaged me on social media, Mm -hmm. and then I remember (laughs) – you came over for a play date so we could talk about schools. And I remember inviting like one or two other people because I was nervous about one-on-one conversation. Come to find out Emily is like the easiest person in the world to have a one-on-one conversation with. Uh, so, yeah, it's so interesting how you meet friends as an adult and how you decide to let people in. And I sometimes you have to be bold.
3: Yeah, that's what
1: I was going You
0: were bold. Yeah. I
3: think you just have to be. Yeah, I think you're that really
0: good at that. I
3: think that I feel like there's sometimes just a time where you know that you just have to talk to somebody, or at least I do. I feel like I remember thinking, oh, her kids might go to the city schools. I want to send my kids to the city schools. I need a buddy. I got to talk to somebody about this because I don't know anybody else going through this. I'm going to ask her. And I think that as an adult, you have to do that. You have to just say – I need community about this topic. I need help with this. I'm going through, I have a newborn and I am going through hell with sleep or breastfeeding or tummy issues Or and you have to reach out and just ask somebody and then that's how community forms. If you just stay in your little bubble,
2: it doesn't form.
0: So. And you won't make new friends.
2: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, one other thing about, so Emily contacted um, so Emily's husband, Aaron, and Kristen's husband, George, and I were all in a, um, a group together in Indianapolis, a, a leadership group together. And so we that's how the three of us connected, the three mm-hmm. couples connected. And then Lindsay and Emily, they just told you their story. But here's sort of a funny anecdote about that, is that we were told um, when Emily explained the group, hey, we're going to start this supper club and we're bringing in this other couple, the Heinz, and they're going to be on the email. And the very first thing that Emily launches out with in her um, introduction email was, by the way, we're vegetarians. (laughs) And I will never forget, like, texting George, I think, um, and Casey, my husband, and saying, who invited the vegetarians (laughs) to Supper Club? Like, who – I mean, now we're going to all have to cook. You know, no offense to you vegetarians that are listening. I think you're all great. But – to have a supper club with one couple that's vegetarian is challenging. Then Emily becomes a vegan no, 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 and no, 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 really no, no. throws a wrench in the no. plant.
3: Aaron <laughs> becomes the vegan. Her husband. And I do the cooking in the house. That's true. So then we all are vegan because
2: So we well, have so really instead yeah. of being called Supper Club, it should be the vegan, the vegetarian, and the two carnivores. But let's that's, there's a caveat to that
0: too the, too though, because Emily's husband Aaron became a vegan because his cholesterol was high. It's like yes. a hereditary thing. And he literally fixed the problem he did by going vegan all kidding aside he really did he really did and but here's here's the caveat I was talking about so he eats vegan like 99 percent of the time but Sarah made lamb for supper club one night and he had a little bit of lamb he did a true vegan wouldn't do that and so what I'm saying is there's a little bit of flexibility there Yes. I did not eat the lamb. <laughs> yes. And I'm not a vegan, I'm just a vegetarian. But
2: I know. And obviously you cook amazing meals and so does Emily and it all works out. Um, it's just funny to joke about. We well like it is it guys. does
0: make things really difficult if like your norm is cooking a certain way. Like, oh, you know what? If the person's not vegan, all you gotta do is just throw in a bunch of cheese.
1: <laughs> that is not well, really true. My husband George has three grills in our backyard which are primarily for cooking meat. So he's typically texting Casey before a separate club, (laughs) telling him (laughs) of all the wonderful meat he's going to cook for those who will eat meat. Um, But we always have other options. It's actually helped expand on think dishes that I've made and help me think more creatively about what we
2: eat. Yeah, and we share recipes. I've not tried any of the vegan recipes, I'm going to be honest, but I've tried many of the vegetarian ones. You've probably had some vegan, I don't know. Well, I probably have, and the only reason I haven't tried it isn't necessarily because I wouldn't eat it. We just, I cook with butter, friends. I mean, oh. I don't know. You know, w- our house is, we have we have meat products or animal products in our house. So it's hard to like Mm -hmm. switch for one meal. It is. Mm -hmm. It is for sure. If you're going to switch the lifestyle, that's one thing, but to just switch for one meal. Although I did try and get Aaron, Emily's husband, some vegan cheese Mm -hmm. and he even said, it's just not very good. Don't even try it. No.
3: I mean, I think the longer you're vegan,
2: the more used to it you get <laughs> <laughs> the, better, the better the cheese tastes. that's like, a t-shirt the longer you're vegan the, the better, better the cheese, cheese taste. tastes. <laughs> that's so good
0: but we promise we're not going to talk no. about being vegan on the podcast all the time in fact I think we should just highlight a couple of the people that are going to be part of our interviews and the kinds of topics that we want to share this show is not going to be all about us, though we will have these monthly episodes where we come together and have fun conversations. Um, But my first interview, it was so exciting. It was with Kristen's husband, George, who his name is George Srewer, and he is the chief dreaming officer, chief dreamer, chief dreamer. He would probably hate the like, The CEO, like right, exactly kind of thing. So he's the chief dreamer. So he's the founder of the organization building tomorrow. They build schools in Uganda. Um, I'm not going to say anything more about it because I'm going to let him explain it in the interview. And it's I've I've hosted over 200 interviews on my other podcast, and this is like hands down one of the favorite conversations I've ever had. So that's that's my first interview on the show. Can you guys share who your first interviews are going to be? Yeah, I interviewed
1: Jenna Nardella, who founded Bloodwater, and she has an incredible story and is just a really fascinating woman, and just we walk through her journey of founding that organization and where she is in life now, and she actually provides one of my favorite life hacks that I'm going to have to... um, probably take in. And I think everybody will really enjoy listening to that. And another um, interview that you will hear soon is with Mitch Besser, who is somebody that I have admired for so long. He founded an organization called Mothers to Mothers that was started in South Africa. And it's now in a number of different countries within the region, um, really helping mothers who are HIV positive uh, support other mothers who are HIV positive and helping them when they have children. Um, He has since founded another organization called Age Well, which is um, really talking about how you build community when you age, so it's really relevant to what we were just talking to, but he is an incredible person and somebody I've, I've admired for a long time, and it's a really fun interview.
3: Well, um, I interviewed Kristen Hodson and it's a little bit off of (laughs) their path, (laughs) but she is a sex therapist and she had so many interesting tidbits of advice about married sex and also about talking to your kids about sex. And it was a really great positive, um, and really just a great conversation with her. And, um, I talked to a dietitian, a nurse practitioner that um, speaks a lot to being okay with your natural body size and also regaining your natural cycle. And um, then I also spoke with my aunt, who is a, a Franciscan nun and has served her whole life.
2: I interviewed a couple um, who actually just happened to be my brother and sister-in-law. They are raising my nephew who has a rare brain malformation called Dandy Walker Syndrome. Um, They have started, they have a real heart for kids with special needs as a result of raising their son and um, have started an exclusive car club for kids with special needs called Joyride. And Joyride's getting some um, really great regional attention, but also um, most recently some national attention. Um, Walmart actually featured Joyride in a commercial. So um, you're going to hear a story about some heartache that they went through, um, some joy that they have now with Joyride, some trials that they're continuing to have with my nephew. It's all wrapped in um, to one interview and probably some tears from their aunt uh, from Carter's aunt which is yours truly
0: I I want you to share I know you haven't done this interview yet but the other person that you're going to interview here in Indianapolis
2: I'm going to interview Judge Sarah Evans Barker Um, She was, is the first female appointed district court judge in the United States. She, she was the moderator of that leadership group I told you about earlier that George and Aaron, Kristen and Emily's husbands and and me were a part of. Um, And she is equal parts hilarious and um, intelligent, intelligent. sincere and quick-witted she'll have you laughing one minute and crying the next she's awesome and she's just a rock star woman who was uh, nominated if you don't know you have to be nominated to be um, a district court judge and she was not by a president she was nominated by Ronald Reagan um, and has just gone on to do some amazing things in her life she'll talk about how um, when she worked at a law firm she didn't have maternity leave she was the first female partner to have a baby, um, first female partner period. And then the first one to have a baby, obviously. And didn't they, there wasn't maternity leave. So she basically set the policy for the law firm. Um, you know, obviously times have changed, thankfully, and she's going to talk about a lot about that. So I think that's an interview that people are really going to enjoy.
0: So that's just a sample of the kinds of interviews. You're going to hear kind of conversations you guys are going to hear on the illuminate podcast.
2: Okay, so before we wrap up, let's just t- – we've talked a lot. There's lots of voices that you're hearing. So we are going to have um, – what do you guys think? Everybody say two two or three. What do you want to do? Two things about you um, that are unique that will help viewers um, remember, oh, that's the girl who likes this or that or does this or that. So I'll start. Um, so I'm Sarah, again, and my two things are – I was 11 pounds, two ounces when I was born <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> five oh. days early. Mind oh, you, my poor mom. Poor mom. Um, And number two, I am a diehard Notre Dame football fan. Um, to be clear, I'm the, this is Kristen, the only
1: one who went to Notre Dame. <laughs> um, it's only because I couldn't get in, Kristen. <laughs> Rub it I in. Did, I actually did not get into Notre Dame for undergrad. I did get in for grad school, though. Booyah. Did you
0: apply for undergrad? I did.
2: I didn't, because th- I knew I wasn't going to get in. IU was much better fitting for my GPA and SAT scores.
0: <laughs> okay, Kristen, what are your two things? I'm Kristen,
1: and I was a Washington Nationals ball girl. So that's the, the Washington, D.C. Uh, baseball team, for those of you who don't know who the Nationals are, for two seasons. And I have been to more than 50 countries. Emily. You
3: guys have like fun, impressive things.
2: <laughs> Being eleven pounds is impressive. It's impressive. Very impressive. <laughs> yeah, it's, impressive. <laughs> it's so impressive. Oh wow.
3: Okay, so I'm Emily and I love coffee and I love babies. I was a NICU nurse on and off. And although I won't be having any more babies. I do love me some babies.
0: I'm Lindsay, and I've run 15 marathons, and I love comedy. I think that's it. Now you know the hosts.